I'm Lauren. And I'm Megan. We're best friends. We grew up together and grew apart. For just a hot minute. Found our way back to another, and now we're growing with each other through life struggles and victories. We've each been forced to face some of life's big challenges. Miscarriage, infertility, divorce, cancer, infidelity, co-parenting. Ups and downs with relationships, kids, careers, and fear around the unknown. We want to be the voice for you when you're at a loss for words. The reasoning for when you're left wondering why. Your support when you feel alone and your cheerleaders for when you're taking action to bust through doubts. Listen along as we talk about all things that take a a mindset mindset like like a a mother. mother. Hello, this is Megan. How are you? It is a kind of gloomy fall Sunday here in Northern Kentucky. Um, Lauren and I had said that from time to time we would be coming on individually just to share some of our truths with you um, and really just to reconnect one-on-one. So thank you for listening. Um, This is, um, okay, let me back up (laughs) before we even get started. So when we decided to kick off our podcast in October, um, I didn't even really share this with Lauren, but October is, um, I used to love October. I love fall, all the great things about October um, that I know a lot of us do love. But I'll be honest, as I've gotten older, October also is kind of like a trigger month for me. Um, as many of you listening probably know, um, and if you know me personally, and gosh, it was... um again, the world always gives you signs, right? I'm a huge believer in that. But I recorded something actually um, right as we were kicking off this podcast beginning of the month, and then we never published it. I never published it. I actually got interrupted. I think the kids came home (laughs) or something. So so I never published it, right? But it was really just talking about the fact that like October stings a little bit for me. So October is... Pregnancy Loss Awareness Month, um, as well as Breast Cancer Awareness Month, as many of you know. So um, I do feel like throughout the month of October, I'm just constantly reminded of some really dark days. Um, And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today, is um, how to continuously kind of pull yourself out of those um, mucky feelings and to find those silver linings and drive some good from the really, really crummy situations. So I'll start with my personal fertility story, right? So I really was one of those people that cringed at the word infertility because to me, infertile just sounds so concrete and absolute and that pissed me off when I was going through my my pregnancy journeys. Um, so, oh gosh, so... Um, First off, let me say to anyone who's listening that is still um, waiting for their miracles to happen, um, it will be very hollow to hear some of these things. I'm going to get emotional probably talking throughout this, and I apologize now, but um, you know if you're still living in this journey that like no one really knows what you're going through but you. Um, I can say I'm so grateful for the last, what, it would have been like eight plus years now, that more and more women are being comfortable and talking more. And because we do have so many amazing social engaging ways to connect, I feel that the stigma around 
pregnancy loss and miscarriage and the entire just journey has gotten a little um, more forefront to where you don't have to feel so alone. Um, but Ryan and I, so we celebrate 10 years of marriage next month. So we did, um, we had dated for six and a half years. So let's be honest, when we got married, I was like, we're going to have babies. You know, that was all I wanted. Um, so we didn't wait. I think I even had gotten off birth control, like right as we were getting married. And, you know, everyone I knew just got pregnant, right? So again, miscarriage was something that maybe one or two of my friends at that time, nine, 10 years ago, had experienced. And I don't even know that honestly, in my naive mind of a late 20 year old really understood what that meant. And I certainly didn't understand what not getting pregnant meant. Um, It just wasn't relevant to me yet. Boy, is it now, right? 10 years later. So um, we had tried getting pregnant for months. Um, and I kind of knew this, the the goal, the rule, right? I don't know if this is still the rule, but back then it was like, you try for a year and if it doesn't work, then you go talk to your OB. Well, we did that. Well, we almost did that, but I did get pregnant, but I very quickly miscarried. And in my mind and in my gut, I just knew something was wrong. Um, so, and I really unfortunately had a horrible experience with my OB practice at the time when I was going through that miscarriage. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing, so now we're just, had been married just over a year. I had had one or two early stage miscarriages um, and was still fairly quiet about them. Um, And again, they were early, so I'll say that, although whether you've had a miscarriage at six, seven, eight weeks or 21, 25 or later, they still hurt, right? From the minute you know you're pregnant, especially if you've been wanting to be pregnant, it, it, it's going to be painful, you know? Um, and that really, really bothered me when people would dismiss how I felt based off the number of weeks pregnant that I was. It still kind of pisses me off, hindsight, Okay. So anyway, I feel so blessed. Um, My mom, of all people, was watching the news one night. Yes, my parents still watch the news. I don't think I've watched the news in like my adult life. Um, She was watching the news one day and here in the tri-state, so I live near Cincinnati, there's a very, I don't say famous, but an infamous, amazing reproductive endocrinologist, Dr. Neo Chin. And on the news that night, it was the twin, like he has like a chin baby reunion at the zoo. And was talking all about like all these amazing, you know, pregnancies and women that he's helped. And my mom's like, you should go see him. And I'm like, okay, I should, you know, because it was just wearing on me. Um, months were just going by. And at this point, I wasn't getting pregnant. Um, and so I made an appointment. It took some time to get in. Um, and lo and behold, within the first month um, of seeing him, I think even without his help, I think it was just like ironic timing, I got pregnant again. So again, they were just doing all my blood work and kind of making sure that there was nothing like obviously going on in my body. Um, And all those results were coming back fine. And then again, I'm pregnant. Um, So I was actually seeing him when I miscarried again. And in continuing to educate him on what I've been going through, it was like a light bulb went out on to him, obviously being a very experienced and incredible doctor, that, you know what, we need to run this one blood test. You know, you might be like your body maybe actually like breaking down these pregnancies before they ever have a chance. 
And he was right. So as um, much as it stunk <laughs> to have to have another miscarriage, actually this time under the care of a fertility doctor, um, we were able to get to the answer of why this was happening to me. Um, and for me personally, it was something I was born with. So it is simply a genetic mutation that I've had my entire life. Um, so for anyone that you know, is living in this journey, and that's why you're listening. I am homozygous for the MTHFR chromosome disorder. Um, it's a weird one, and I'm not going to get into this here, but basically, um, it's all about how your body breaks down folate um, and folic acid. And obviously, if you've been pregnant, you know the importance of those during pregnancy. Um, and it's also a, a, um, all the way your body clots blood. Um, and again, those very, very initial days of, you know, conceiving and all of the miracles that go about to actually create that little ball of cells, my body could only get so far with that. And then it just could not simply keep going to grow the baby. So thank God, um, Dr. Chin was able to diagnose that. Um, and several months of more tests, right, um, to make sure that I was in the best possible place, that there wasn't anything else that was going to stop us, um, to make sure that none of these miscarriages left any, like, residual issues for me. More tests, more tests, more time. His doctor's office was nearly 40-plus minutes away. I was working at the time, full-time. Um, it's a lot. I mean, it's a heavy heavy um, time commitment, emotional, like emotionally draining situation. Um, I was on, oh, the irony of this one, um, tried Clomid, um, again, just to kind of help regulate my ovulation and such. Um, did never got pregnant on that. It was my first month trying a drug called Femera. Oh, the irony, my friends, that is actually a breast cancer drug. And it's one that my sister uses today. Um, but it is what ultimately stimulated some of my hormones. And that is how I conceived Annabelle and Harrison, my twins. <sighs> yeah. Like I said, it's it's hard all these years later. They turn seven next month. But it's um it's a part of who I am. And I'm proud of it. And obviously, um, for me, it was the best journey because I ended up having them. Um, with that, because of the disorder and the blood dis disease um, or blood clot blood clotting disorder, I apologize. Um, I did have to do blood thinner injections into my belly the entire time of my pregnancy and actually postpartum. That sucks. <laughs> so if you ever see me hashtag Lovenox Warrior or MTHFR, that is what I'm referring to. Um, but the twins I carried, um, gosh, just shy of 38 weeks. Um, as I mentioned, they're almost seven. Happy, healthy, amazing. Um, the MTHFR disorder really has no like bearing on my life. I'm nearly 40 years old and had I not been experiencing recurrent miscarriages, like I wouldn't even have known what the hell it is, nor would it really have ever come up to affect me more than likely. Um, so, so that's our story. And because we started with twins, right, I was pretty adamant, like we're not having any more kids. Like I have a boy and a girl, they're happy and healthy. I was working part time. Life was really, really good. But I'm not like a complacent person. If you know me well, like I'm like an annoying overachiever. So um, we were looking for a bigger house. Um, they were about two and a half. They were about to go into preschool. That's right. And I was talking to my prior company about going back to work full time um, because they were going to be in preschool. I knew we were done having kids. We were moving. All these things like these life changes were happening. 
So we found an amazing new home. I went back to work full time, um, sold most of our baby stuff in the move because, again, we were done having kids. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm trying to think of the timing of that now. I guess right before we moved, I think that's actually what happened. Shame on me. As I was interviewing for the job that I have today, I got pregnant. Dr. Chin had prescribed me the blood thinners, right? I wasn't doing any other type of drug. Again, I didn't technically need help getting pregnant. It was just sustaining the pregnancy. So he gave me my prescription for my um, injections, my blood thinners, and I miscarried. And oh, let me tell you, friends, I was pissed. I was pissed because I just never thought I would be in that place again. So that is when actually I stopped ever thinking about having another child. We were moving, went back to work full time, et cetera, et cetera. I was in my full time job four or five months and without any assistance whatsoever to sustain a pregnancy, I conceived Estella and didn't even know I was pregnant until about seven or eight weeks. And I remember freaking the freak out because I wasn't doing anything, right? So in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to miscarry any minute. So I hurry and call my OB. He gets me the blood thinner, you know, injections so that I, I have those. Saw me immediately, confirmed all my ACG, um, HCG levels. Yeah, gosh, it's so funny how quick you forget those things. Um, everything was good. Um, and and Estella, she's amazing. So she's two and a half now. So, um, but yeah, the moral of the story and even like reliving this with you all, oh, like I just know that pain. <sighs> And I have so many girlfriends right now that are being so brave and speaking their truths and really trying to channel that pain in a positive way for other females and and their partners, which I'm so proud of. Um, And you guys know who you are. But the only advice I will give you, because I know how hollow some of it sounds, like my least favorite to ever hear was, well, you just need to stop thinking about it. Oh, okay. Well, it's all I think about, right? So how how can you say that to someone when all they want is to become a mother? Just stop thinking about it. Stop trying so hard. Well, actually, no, I do have to try and it takes another person and all the perfect scenarios, right? So I hated, I hated, hated, hated hearing that. Um, now I'm not going to lie and say I, I do in hindsight think there's some truth to that um, because I think you can make yourself crazy. I know that I did 100%. Um, but the other piece of advice I have is, again, after that very first miscarriage, I ha- I'm so grateful I had such a hellacious experience with that OB practice because I never went back, right? I didn't trust them. I didn't like how they treated me. And it was just, it was an awful, awful experience. I simply urge you to ensure that you trust the care that you are receiving um, and that they, that you have either, you know, been referred to them or you have friends that have used them with success. And I think that is so, so, so important. There are a lot of other successful fertility doctors in town. Um, 
I truly believe I was meant to see Dr. Chen. He quickly diagnosed me. I know that is not the case for everyone. Um, you know, we were probably about a month away from trying IUI. We never, we never went down those roads, right? I can't, I can't relate my experience to those or IVF, which, again, to me is just on another level of being challenging and, and just financially and emotionally taxing and and tough. Um, but but I can share my story and making sure that you have the care that you truly believe in and trusting your gut. Right? I wasn't going to waste any more time waiting for a year to go see a specialist to, you know, just letting my OB prescribe me something when they're really not a specialist on pregnancy, a conceiving, conception, right? So, okay, I'm going to step off my soapbox. Wow. Okay. That was, that was a lot. Um, (laughs) I hope that again, if you're in that season of your life or you know someone that is, um, I hope my words if if they're not even comforting, I pray that you you feel more seen um, because when I was going through that, oh God, it was low. It was a low, 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 low point in my life. And this month, you know, has several lows for me that are now like broadcast all over the place. But um, know that you're not alone, even if you need someone to laugh with, cry with, it may not be able to be your partner all the time, right? So find find others and find comfort with, you know, those that can, even in a minute way, understand where you're at um, and lean into that. So, oh my gosh, I'm like a blubbering mess over here. I am so sorry. Um, but but again, this is something that I've wanted to get out there to share. Um, and again, I'm so proud of so many of my friends for sharing their trauma during this tough, tough, tough month. If you've ever experienced this or someone close to you has, um, just... Um, Again, extend all the grace and kindness, and um, I'm here personally. If you ever have questions about my diagnosis and my journey, um, and thank you so much for listening. You may get the most beautiful rest of the weekend. Thank you so much. Thanks again so much for listening. We hope that something you heard resonated with you. And if you feel that someone else in your life could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it. That is our goal is to just reach as many women as possible. And if you want to follow us along more, we are on Instagram at mindset like a mother. Please feel free to DM us or comment on any posting about any topics that you want more insight on, and we will be sure to address those topics and questions. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.